All right, I'm Cody with Paranormality Magazine. I'm here with Kalani Ghost Hunter here at the famous Bell Mansion in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Kalani, thank you for sitting down with me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. So, how did you, or what decided, what got you to decide to become a paranormal investigator? So, uh, it all started back when I was 11, and I was on a Boy Scout camp out at the Shadow Battlefield in Tennessee. And we were out running through the woods, uh, wreaking havoc. And I come across what I thought was a reenactor at the time. But I, I talked to this little drummer boy, and then I watched this drummer boy dissipate in the air. So that was my first experience with something that I couldn't explain. And uh, from that point on, there was an interest in the paranormal and it wasn't really a question of if the paranormal is out there it's how can I find that again and that kind of got me more interested in, in taking in more content from people that were doing that very thing and then fast forward 12 years after that point and I made a video on TikTok and made a series of videos on TikTok and then it just took off 2.8 million followers all organically yep you did it, you and your wife, you come to these, these locations, you go to these locations that a lot of people don't have the opportunity to go to, mm -hmm. and then you live stream them. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I've been caught up in your lives before. It, they're, they're fun, and you get some really good evidence. Like the other night, obviously it's not a, you know, a subscriber one, you got banana. Mm -hmm. As an EVP, you asked the spirit here to say banana, and it said banana. Mm -hmm. So w would you say, what is the craziest thing you've caught as an EVP? EVP wise, um, it's, it's very graphic, like it cuts me out. It says F-U-P-U-S-S-Y, but it's still probably the clearest voice I've ever caught. Um, that one was the, like, there, I've had some decent ones, but that one would be the only one that I would say is like class A, shout, without a shadow of a doubt. Like it is very clear, it's very human toned. Um, that's probably the clearest EVP. And then the craziest thing that we've had happen recently was we were investigating a estate in Kentucky, and we have something sprinting at us that we couldn't see. And on camera, you can hear it because I'm just standing there doing an EVP session. You just hear, and you see me jump because normally like. Nothing like that ever happens, at least to that extent. So to, to hear like wind moving and, and steps running towards you and then you look and there's just nothing there to capture that with two different cameras on two different angles, pretty wild. That would have scared me. I probably would have screamed like a little girl. I've been known to <laughs> scream like a little girl doing investigations, uh, especially at Indiana State Sanatorium. I've had a couple of experiences there. You. We're just there last weekend, actually, mm -hmm. at ISS Con 2. Did you have anything crazy happen to you while you were there? Um, not last week. I will say that as much as I love cons and events, it's so much more enjoyable when it's just you in the building. Um, when me and Savannah are the only people going somewhere, it, it makes a very big difference. I don't know if it's the spirits are more comfortable because there's not that comfort in numbers or if you're just more attuned to the environment because there's not any other environmental noise coming from people. But um, I, I will say we didn't have much last week, but there was also like a hundred and something people there. So even if we, we could have had something crazy happen and wouldn't have known that it was paranormal. And that was actually, um, 
ISS was my first ever investigation. Mm -hmm. um, I did one of those public ones through Ghost Hunts USA, mm -hmm. and we we all know about that. Yeah. What got you? Okay, first off, before I ask that question, why TikTok? Well, so TikTok, um, it's kind of like the Wild West when I started. I mean, there was people that were doing paranormal, but I never wanted to be a, a content creator. The when when I posted my first video, it was because my wife said you should post it. I was interested in the paranormal and was just doing it, uh, helping out another event company on the side just so I could investigate when I had time and it was just a hobby that I would indulge in every now and then and the only reason it turned into what it is today is because my wife said to post a couple videos and see what people thought of it because she thought it was cool. So we, you owe Savannah your whole career, and and now it's a career. You're you're doing this full time. You 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 go to these places. You're here, you know. You were here the other night, but you're here last night and tonight. You're you're doing these events. People get to come and meet you mm -hmm. and get to investigate with you. That is, you don't see a lot of people doing that. I mean, there are people that do, but how you treat your fans mm -hmm. and your community. Is, is positive and that's something we need in the paranormal community because there's a lot of people that are just here for views yeah. and here for money yeah. and they don't care about the fans but then you're here just because you love doing it mm -hmm. and you love meeting your fans mm -hmm. so why or what what got you started going to these places and just hosting events um, the event aspect kind of came later because people are always like, I want to investigate with you. But whenever you're somewhere and you're trying to like film or, or even live stream, it's very difficult to focus on that when you have other people around. So I had the idea to do events because one, that's kind of where I started in the paranormal was guiding people through locations at events. And I was very familiar with that. Um, but just people want to come and, and go to these places but they don't want to pay for a full private or they're too scared to go to a private and sometimes a lot of these locations you go to a public and it's just too hectic so like ours we try and limit how many people can come because then the experience is better for those that do get to come because um, smaller groups it's a lot easier to investigate so we had the event idea, event idea because so many people wanted to go with us but I wasn't necessarily comfortable doing that in the setting of just join me on a live stream. Okay, and you've been you've you've done this here before at the Bell, and the Bell keeps inviting you back mm -hmm. for more because every time you you have a crowd. Like it's not even it wasn't even opening until what three o'clock, and there were people already lining up outside yeah. to to get in to to meet you. I mean that just shows you the dedication, and then you know you've got your Discord, which mm -hmm. I'm a member of. I'm in there reading these comments and the, these statements from these people and they just they they love you i mean like you're doing stuff right mm -hmm. and what like what would you say and, and you don't have to answer this what would you say your biggest pet peeve in the paranormal community is you know honestly there's so many things that i could say but the one that i think resonates the most with me day in and day out is in a field that's entirely theory, none of us really have the answers. We have an idea of what the answers could be, and we have an idea of what our answers could be in this field, but at the end of the day, I'm not more right than somebody that's been doing it for 30 years or somebody that's been doing it for 30 minutes. 
right? So we all have our experiences and that's what we base a lot of our knowledge on is things that we've experienced, but that doesn't make the experiences accurate in, in a broad sense of the term. So I think the biggest thing for me is it's a, it's a very ego-based field and I've noticed that very early on, um, especially when people are like, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years and I've never encountered anything like that. Right, that's always like the, 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 the amount of time someone's been doing it's like the easiest trigger. But then you start like digging below the surface and you're like, okay, you've been doing it for 20 years. How many investigations have you been on in 20 years? And they're like, well, you know, one year we went twice and then, you know, a couple years we did once every month. So even if you did once every month for 20 years, you were still at about a fourth of what I've done in, in two. But I don't, I don't measure it up like that because who walks around being miserable? But for me, it's just about, I think there's not, a, there's not a lot of openness to different interpretations or different approaches to the paranormal. Like there's a lot of people that get very set in the way that they do things and any other perception or viewpoint or, or outlook just seems invalid to them, but it just doesn't seem very smart to do it that way. Because again, like, like the biggest one's the demon thing, right? People always say, well, there's no way there's a demon there. I've been on there a hundred times and I've never encountered something. But who's to say that it took the right person in the right circumstance at the right time to have that experience? Are you gonna tell that person their experience is invalid? Or are you gonna say that you've been there so many times and this is why it's the way it is? That's the thing is it's like none of us know for certainties on any of this stuff, right? If I gave you a piece of paper and said, tell me what, tell me what a demon is, you would have your perception of what it is. And then I give you a piece of paper and tell me what a demon isn't, you're not gonna know. And it's just gonna be your perception of that environment. So that's my thing is I think the field gets very cluttered and a lot of people get on this one track idea and then they bash people that have a different viewpoint, but that's the wrong approach to a field that's entirely theory. Exactly. And, and what's the great thing? And I've, I've witnessed, I mean, you've, you've had your fair share of controversies, mm -hmm. people, you know, calling you out or, or, um, mad about how you do things mm -hmm. but this is supposed to be a, a community it's the para community mm -hmm. and and we're supposed to encourage one another there are there are people that i would investigate with but i just don't like how they do things mm -hmm. but i'll still go investigate with them i'll mm -hmm. still like because i'm i'm still learning i mean i've only been in it for a year i've mm -hmm. only so and you've been in it to for what two years like four years total but two years as a content creator yeah. two, ten, two years as a content creator so like you in the grand scheme of things you're you're new but you do things differently than other people mm -hmm. and you're always trying something new and that's what you got to do what works for you because what works for me might not work for you mm -hmm. or, or or even work for your, for savannah mm -hmm. either so you know what was your piece of advice to somebody that you know that's either reading this interview, watching the watching this interview, or someone that, that follows you that wants to get into the paranormal but is just kind of scared because it does seem like there is a lot of drama. I would say really understand your intent. Like are you are you wanting to make content because you want to make a career out of something? Are you wanting to make content because you want not only a way to document it, but if if that does take off, then you have a career. I think the intent of why you're doing this is what is what really sets you apart, right? So when I started this, I had no intention of it turning into my job, and it, and it turned into my job. But I know quite a few people that are looking as a, as an opportunity to make a career, and it just seemed very ingenuine. 
because they're not necessarily interested in what we're doing. They're just interested in, in the fame and, and what comes with it, I guess. But at the end of the day, I think the intent on why you're doing this is, is what will guide you in, in the best way for you to, to investigate. So if you're just wanting to investigate with your friends and experience haunted places, you don't have to record that and post it. You can record that as an evidence, a way to review evidence, but you don't have to feel like you have to post it to be a paranormal investigator. A lot of people will never post a video and they'll go home and review footage for months on end. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's just figuring out what your goal is as an investigator, right? If, you're, if your goal is to experience these places in person, which I love history. Like before I ever got into this, I was, I was big into history. So a lot of these places have so many stories and that was one big appeal to me even before I got into the paranormal aspect was I'm going to places that have such a rich history. I'm literally going to places that people will read about in books for years to come. So that was one really appealing factor, but I think that's what the big difference that people need to realize is if you get into this with the intent of becoming famous, odds are you're probably not gonna become famous. You have to, like with me, it was always about transparency and being authentic with the people watching. Because when I, when I live stream, it was because I wanted somebody that was sitting on their couch to experience this place in real time and they didn't have to deal with the fluff of TV and the ad breaks and all of this crap surrounding it, they could just experience it for the good, bad, and the ugly, right? Because there's a lot of times where we're just sitting there in the dark and there's nothing happening. But that, if you talk to anybody, that's how it goes. I mean, there's, there's going to be times where you sit there and nothing happens and you go to places and very little activity. But that's, that's the honest truth. So that's my, that would be my advice is to figure out why you want to do this. And right, what cracks me up is people that they, they go after folks, they say, oh, they're just doing this for the clicks and the views. Yet they post a weekly YouTube video every week trying to get people to watch it and no one watches it. So they're not getting clicks and views trying to get people to get clicks and views, but then they're getting pissed off at people that are getting clicks and views. So don't be bitter. <laughs> that's another piece of advice is just be happy for people's success and, uh, and don't be bitter about it. Now, what about, uh, what do you feel about there are some people in the, the paranormal community that fake stuff. Mm -hmm. Does that bother you in the fact it kind of gives you a bad name and then gets people questioning whether you're faking stuff? In the beginning, it really bothered me. But I had a really good conversation with a few different people, and then this is kind of my stance on it now, is if somebody watches a YouTube video of somebody that's blatantly faking stuff, but they get somebody interested in the paranormal even in the slightest bit that would have never watched it before, and that leads them to another content creator that isn't doing that, the contrast of the two pieces of content will eventually weigh themselves out, right? When you watch one and you've got stuff flying across the room and crazy stuff happening, and then you've got one where the guy is getting excited about getting a voice on a recorder, right? That contrast juxtaposed next to each other is going to eventually present questions for the viewer. Um, but it's not my place to go after people that fake stuff because at the end of the day, if they're bringing 20 more people into the paranormal, even through their content, my hope is that they'll find somebody else that is creating more authentic content. But at the end of the day, like I said, I used to be very, very like angry. I would just go after people and, and uh, I'd be like, oh, this person's fake, yada, yada, yada. But then I started working with some of these people that so many people tried to tell me they were fake. Right? And they didn't do anything that I don't normally do. It's just that they didn't fake anything. 
So I'm like, okay, this person's never met this person and they see what the perception online is. I've met this person, I've worked with this person and then none of that happened. So I'm like, am I gonna believe what my experience was in person? Or am I going to believe what this person's perception of somebody else is online? So there's, there's fake stuff out there, but at the end of the day, I think as long as it's bringing more people into this field, it's, it's more of a help than it is a hindrance. Because a lot of people look at it from the, well, it's hurting all the genuine investigators. I mean, maybe, but it also could be helping genuine investigators because if you're genuinely getting responses and you're not creating this evidence, then it's gonna be that more much of a confirmation for somebody. But at the end of the day, regardless if you live stream, if you post, produce, somebody's still gonna say you're fake. Like, I mean, I live stream and I have people tell me it's green screen and CGI and I'm like, there's nothing even happening. So this is a really bad CGI job. <laughs> and, you, and you've taught, you touched on it when you said that, you know, there are people where, where stuff's flying and I've been on, I've been on, you know, investigations, both residential and, you know, mm -hmm. going to locations where, you know, stuff does move or a door mm -hmm. slam. I've, I've. I have a residential case here in town. I literally watched the door slam. Mm -hmm. Didn't get it on video because I'm not there for video content and there yeah. to help the family. But like, and I, you know, tried to debunk it. Like, is there a draft? But no, the door literally slammed. And I was on FaceTime with another investigator and he saw it happen. So it's like, you know, that's the stuff that everybody thinks is what paranormal is all about. But I'm the type of person, if I get one of my cat balls to go off, well, excited. I, I'm excited that the cat ball is going off because there are times you sit there, like you said, several hours, nothing happens. You could be on an investigation for 10 hours and you only get 45 minutes of activity. Yep. Is, does that mean that the place is not haunted? No, it's just, I mean, the spirits are not circus monkeys. Yeah. You know? You know, you know, we try to communicate with them, try to get our stories. That's what, that's what a lot of us are are doing this for but you know at the end of the day when you get that little piece of evidence you're like I got it I got it so what would you say was your I mean obviously you said you the, the little drummer boy just disappear is there any other evidence that you captured or or whatnot that was like a hundred percent convincing yes something I mean the paranormal is real or was it that drummer boy? The drummer boy was the one that even today I still lean back on and it's like my moment that it wasn't if that stuff's out there, it's how can I find it again? So like even from, from that point on, I believe that the paranormal is out there. It's just now I found that it is a lot harder to have that experience. I've seen, I've seen a few shadows, like out of all the places I've been, probably three instances where I've seen physically something with my eyes in, in the environment and then you check and then there's nothing on it, nothing there. Um, but that stuff's not very common. I've had a few, I've had a door shut before and I've had uh, items move very, very seldomly. So it's like those moments do happen, but I can count on two hands how many times I've had something like that happen. And you gotta think there for two years, there would be times where I'd go to three different, four different locations in a week. So, I've been to hundreds of places and I'm still saying I can count on two hands when I've had something like that happen. But that's why when it does happen, it makes it that much more cool, I guess, because you, it very rarely happens that way. 
Yeah, and, and, and now have you gone back to that battlefield and tried to communicate with the little drummer boy, or are you scared to go back to... It's not a fear of the battlefield, it's fear of uh, the U.S. government, because okay. it's a national park. Gotcha. Um, and the national park and paranormal just do not mix very well. They don't like, like Gettysburg, for example, if you get caught out on the Gettysburg battlefield at night, it's big problems. So I had, I, maybe I could go back in the daytime just for myself. I probably wouldn't even film it, but just for like a, a return for myself, because I haven't been back since then. But for content purposes, probably not a good idea. Not what you want to do. No. I mean, I mean, it does sell when you're in the back of a government cop car, you know. I mean, it would get clicks. It would get clicks, but that's, again, that's not why you're doing this. You're doing this no. because you love sharing the history and, and the stories with people that can't. I mean, you've got people in other countries that are in on your lives, it, you know, other states. It, it's, it's crazy the, the, the amount of followers that are in your lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been, you know, watching your lives for, for a while now because I've also been trying to get you to agree to an interview, which I'm, I'm glad I got you. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it's just the, the, the people that are calling things out. Like I heard the thuds the other night on the live that it was just you and Savannah here. And, and I didn't see the shadow, but people, multiple people at the so same time, shadow, yeah. it, it just it hit the hit the comments all at about the same time. There was a shadow. There was a shadow. I didn't see it because I was I was at work at time mm -hmm. at the time trying to get ready for the day. But like I, I look at it and all of a sudden there's all these. There was a shadow. So like does do you think that like your people that are in your lives are like your co-investigators and catching stuff that you may have missed? So when I do my lockdowns especially, like I set up a whole surveillance system that streams the entire time. That is for people at home. Because I have people that will sit there and watch those surveillance cameras for hours. And you may catch a couple things during a week's time that are really like, I don't know what this is. But that's my whole objective now. Because I've been to a lot of places and when you're creating content as a paranormal investigator, it's a lot different than when you just went to places to investigate. And I try and tell people that all the time because, I mean, before I could just sit in a room with a recorder for two hours and let it run and not say a single word and then go back and listen to a two-hour session. When you're creating content, you can't do that. It's just, it just doesn't work. So that's why my, my objective now is I'm not here to prove anything to anybody. I'm here to share these places that I go to and share the history of these places. But the end goal is for me to take people, right? Because I have people that message me all the time that, you know, I'm handicapped, I can't go anywhere, I can't do anything, and I live my life every time you turn on your phone vicariously through you, right? So when you, when you have that amount of impact, it kind of washes out everything else, and you realize that it's, it's more than just ghost hunting. It's more than just investigating a haunted location and, and trying to get scared it's these people are, are living their life through your content and that's that's something that i'd rather hang my hat on than trying to have the, the best video the world's ever seen in terms of you know cuts in the paranormal evidence it, it, it's just like for me it's more about giving people this opportunity to do so because there's a lot of people that love the paranormal 
but they're either too scared to go or they just can't afford to go. They got kids. I mean, life happens and this is not a very cheap hobby. Mm -hmm. So, no, it know, is not. I spend the money because it's my business now, but I'm taking people to places that they could only read about before. And I think that's what really drives me now is, is being that, that window into each of these spots. Enough where you've actually, you've gotten sponsorships now. Yeah. You've got Ghost Go Stop. Stop is a really good sponsor of ours. Uh, Ghost Gear has given us a ton of different stuff. Um, I've worked with Discord. I've worked with Disney. I've worked with uh, the Tennessee Titans. Like I've, I've really broken a lot of the stigma around ghost hunting and the paranormal because it's very hard to get stuff, especially I live in Tennessee, so it's very religious, which I don't talk about religion or politics in any of my content because it's, it's just not the place for it. But it's a very religious area and it's very hard to convince some folks like, I'm not trying to conjure the devil in your basement, I'm just trying to see if there's anything there. And, uh, but I've, I've been able to break a lot of that and I think that's, it's opened a lot of more opportunities for people to come after me because it's already been done once, right? It's only impossible until somebody does it. And I've already had these very unique opportunities with big corporations come through that it's just going to make it easier for people that come after. Right. And, and you know, you, you were at, was it Fairfield? And there was some, a raffle ticket incident. I'm not going to go, you don't even have to go into it, but like people were upset that you bought raffle tickets yeah. or, and you didn't even win. No, so I, here's, here is where it was confusing, right? So the only thing that I wanted was, there's a guy named Jeff Fent and he makes spirit boxes. And a Jeff Fent box is one of the coolest things you can get. I think it's probably one of my favorite devices because the way he builds them is so nice. So I could have spent the money and just bought it from him directly but I'd rather have just given the money to charity and then won his box. So I spend the money on these tickets because it was all going towards charity. And I won a few different things because I spent so much money because it was going towards charity. The only thing that I kept was the spirit box. Like all of the other things that I kept were given back to my fans. Cause like, do you really think I, I, I can't go spend $80 on what's inside of this gift basket? <laughs> if I just spent X amount of dollars at this Raffle, do you not think I can go just buy whatever's in the raffle? But I wanted to give to charity and people got a problem with it, I guess. Actually, no, it's two people had a problem with it. And then that blew up and then people went after those people. And then I got an apology from those people. But I don't accept apologies from people that rag me online for a week straight. So where we're at. And, and that's what, and I guess that would be my gripe in the paranormal community. There's just a lot of drama. A lot of times it reminds me of high school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all out here trying to, to do this. Like, I know I will never be a big creator. You know, mm -hmm. I write for a magazine. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm happy with, you know, yeah. you know, if I get 50 views on a video, you know, that makes, you know, on my YouTube, that makes me happy. But... The fact that people are reading my articles and I get emails and stuff about my articles that, you know, that's, or my interviews, like, you know, I, I, I interviewing you, I interviewed uh, Jade from Ghost Club Paranormal just recently, her issue is going to come out in January. Um, so like, obviously I'm trying to build my credibility in the field mm -hmm. and 
when you know you've clearly built your credibility like you you can go on you see your fans and, and then somebody comes into your live even before your moderators can like mute them your your fans are in there like boom it's it's just and you're not even you tell them don't do that you let say let the moderators but your, your people defend you like and, and that just shows what type of community you have built um if there was one thing that you could change about how you've done things what would it what would it be oh my biggest regret is i didn't start youtube soon enough <laughs> Like, I'm doing YouTube every week now, which it's a completely different approach, different animal than TikTok is. But if I would have started that consistently in the beginning when I started TikTok, then that would be astronomically higher. But I think that's the only regret I have is I didn't start YouTube sooner. But other than that, I mean, I've built everything off of being as real and as myself as possible, in which I'm a very loony guy. Um, I do some crazy stuff, but at the end of the day, everyone that watches consistently can believe that what they're seeing and what they're experiencing is not fabricated. Um, I actually went and, when I first started, I, I teamed up with this group that they definitely fake stuff. Um, but I did it out of a, I used to be I'll work with everybody kind of guy, and I've, I've quickly learned that you just can't be that way because there's a lot of people that envy I think is one of the biggest problems in this field is people think that they should be in different positions but if people put all of the energy they put into putting somebody else down into their own stuff they probably would be doing a lot better but they just focus so much on why they're so much better than everybody else and then no one's watching what they're doing because they're just bitter but I think for me personally having that experience with this group that was that when you watch their stuff, it's just like, it's not real. You know it's not real, and, and people know it's not real, but it's entertaining, so they still watch it. But after that point, I was like, man, this, that would be miserable. Like, you're going to these places, and you're just having to sit here and create these fake stories, and, and sit here and make stuff happen, and everything's always off camera, you never catch anything on camera. That's not fun for me. But what is fun for me is when I have somebody sitting at home and they're like, yeah, I called out of work for the next three days so I could watch this. <laughs> like that just shows you the level of, like I've had people call out for a week when I do lockdowns, they'll be there the entire week and they're running on two hours of sleep, right? Those are people that I want to be involved in what's going on because they appreciate what goes into creating the content. Because at the end of the day, like I said, I'm just trying to give these people an experience of they necessarily can't get themselves. So like when I go to the Conjuring House or Waverly Hills, like these are people that people have read about their entire, or places that people have read about their entire lives. And they're literally just turning on their phone for free to watch crazy old me running through this place and investigating it in real time. And then they tell me to do something and sometimes I read it and then I do it, right? So that's, you're, you're seeing that real time interaction. And I think that's where a lot of creators miss the mark in the paranormal is there for a long time the stigma was you have your your talent here your community here and there's a very clear divide between people interacting and i really tried to just wipe that out right i'm i'm very hard to get a hold of now because my phone's the sun do not disturb because i just have way too many notifications but there for 
first year and a half, two years, you could literally send me a message and I'd get back to you really quickly just because there wasn't as many people, but I still try my best to get back to people when I can. So I think that was the biggest thing for me was embracing my community and making them feel like they were part of something and not just, I'm going to create my stuff here and then you can watch from over there. You're bringing them into the yeah. content and, yeah. and, and I think that's great. I mean, it's, it's interactive paranormal investigating for those that, I mean, it is a very expensive place. Like, let's use uh, Indiana State Sanatorium. If you want a Friday or Saturday night investigation, that's $1,000 for mm -hmm. 10 people. Yep. Sunday through Thursday, it's $700 for 10 people. Yeah, if you get a, a group of 10 people around, you know, 70 to 100 bucks doesn't seem like a lot, but I mean, let's be honest, things cost a lot right now. So the fact that they can watch you for free or you even do your, your subs. Even if they're a subscriber, it's like six bucks a month. Six bucks, bucks a month, month. yeah. It's cheaper than a, a Starbucks drink. Yeah, which I saw you, you, you it's pumpkin season. Pumpkin spice season, pumpkin, yeah. pumpkin spice season, so like, I had one this morning, it's okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it, I'll drink a pumpkin spice latte. Um, but yeah, so like, yeah, $6 a month and, and, and they get to be part of like, you know, the, the event, you know, they're, it's like they're here and they're, you know, they can give you suggestions. Hey, try this. You try it. It works. If not, it doesn't work. I mean, it, yep. you know, and, and I, w I was watching that the other night. It was one of your free ones, but they were in, you know, people were in, Hey, you know, try this, you know, yep. so it, it's, it's great. And, and I know you're short on time. So is there anything else that you want to share before we end the, the interview? Um, no, every Thursday night is when I do my like open live streams that anyone can watch. Um, and then I usually do a subscriber live during the week at some point. Obviously event weeks make it a little bit different, but no, I mean, I, I guess if you've never watched me, you may like me, you may hate me, but I'll continue to be me. All right. Thank you, Kalani. <laughs> I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you.